ain't, ain't no comfort for me in that statement. It actually makes my skin crawl. I know. Bit. I know we're opposites. Person we're for, opposite. for life. For life. I don't know about that. For you today. You tie your entire <laughs> life with this person. My person for this week. <laughs> You're so much. I can't with you. What's good? My name's Naria. And my name is Caroline. This is the, the cathartic, cathartic Experience. Two therapists talking about life in an unfiltered way. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. And welcome. <laughs> this is our first time kind of filming in the AM. Yeah. On a Saturday morning. Oh, the, I am tired. Well, before we, so today's topic is going to be about uh, monogamy or nah. Mm-hmm. So basically just getting into the different, uh, you know, types of commitment, how we've come to understand them, uh, what we feel most comfortable practicing, uh, questions that we have. Yeah. La di da. La di da. <laughs> so before we dive into anything, how are you? Every time you ask me this question, it means that I have to come face to face with the reality of things. <laughs> I'm tired. Mm. Just yeah, say it louder for the people in the back. I had something I need I needed to do on on Sunday. I canceled that. Listen, because I'm trying to wash my hair. Something as simple as washing your hair. It's as a whole task. Woman, it, it's gonna take me the whole day. <laughs> My mom used to go to the salon and it's like, it's a day's thing. You need to take time off for, from work because your appointment is at nine, but it's actually at 12. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to uh, wash my hair on Sunday. <laughs> all the little duties. Yeah. What oh about you? How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm managing. There's a lot of things to keep in mind. I think one of the biggest things for me um, over the past week has been reflecting on what I want and what I need in terms of what I'm working towards, goals I have, aspirations I have, and just reminding myself of what those are. Mm-hmm. And for for recently, I've had to disconnect a little bit with my passions and hobbies, like yeah. acting, writing, you know, singing, that type of thing. Because you it, have a goal and you're trying to... Yeah, I, I'm trying to attain, like, right now, career and educational goals. Not mm-hmm. that not that I don't want to do those things, but right now, in terms of my energy, and given yeah. that I have such a limited supply of that energy Yo. to give, I'm focusing more on what needs to be done and mm-hmm. then allowing myself to rest. Right. Things so, like months ahead. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And... Oh my goodness, fiscal responsibility Listen, is... it's going to get you... Like, it's literally one of those things that if you don't manage it, it will manage, manage you. you. And yo. I'm, I'm, yo, I'm <laughs> never gonna... that's not something that you want. Yeah, you're not gonna find me. You're yeah, just you're not, not gonna find one. me that not the one, two, two or three, three or the four. Like, it's Same. not gonna happen. So it's just like, being adult never ends. No, it doesn't. And it's... And, and for those of you out there who actually like to avoid things... Yeah, it's still here. It's still here. And it's growing. It's still knocking at your door. Yeah, knock, knock. <laughs> Just open the door. And I know that people are fearful when it comes to discussing things like finances mm-hmm. and, and all this other stuff. But just know that 
the more you get comfortable with talking about it, the more you're likely to actually engage with it in the yeah. proper ways when you need to. And the more you're you're removing shame from it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. About it. Yeah. So let let so that's how I'm doing. Let let let's dive into uh, monogamy or nah. So I think I'll start with growing up. You know, I absolutely adored the idea of having a person. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first came to Canada, I had like the biggest crush on this like light skinned person. I remember I didn't even in your school or in my school, elementary school, I was just playing with my basketball. Not that I knew mm-hmm. how to play with a basketball. I think I I knew. And it rolled away from me. And he picked it up mm-hmm. and then walked over and get the most beautiful, <laughs> most beautiful face I had ever seen at that age. And he gave me back my basketball. I still mm-hmm. remember his name. Hi, Damon. But you always remember people's names. I do. I, I do. <laughs> but, you know, the tone of his skin has nothing to do with this. But that's mm-hmm. just what I remember. He was just cute. He had this nice caramel thing. He was just cute. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen someone that cute. Mm-hmm. Ever, like, later after that. Yeah. But anyways, after, ooh, I felt, like, my heart fluttering. And I was flying a little mm-hmm. bit. There was a little bit of a nostalgia. And for me, what I noticed that is through high school, I had I would have crushes on a whole like it could be at the end of the week and I would have already said I had like six or five crushes by the end of the week by the end of the week every okay. single week you it was about it it was a new person every single time it was like mm-hmm. oh that person that person that person oh my god they talked to me that person oh my god it were they like people like in your grade or oh yeah people in my grade people outside of my grade anyone I, I think I was just boy crazy I was very very boy crazy but what would happen to me a lot is that I would almost like envision the beginning of monogamy, not even not even having a relationship, but the courtship being desired, being being sought after. Mm-hmm. So I would think about, you know, I would daydream about going on dates with them or the first kiss. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the extent of it. I never mm-hmm. went beyond that. So I was so interested in people in these very kind of like nostalgic sensual ways without necessarily thinking about okay what does that look like beyond Beyond this this. kind of courtship type place Mm -hmm. so what what was your beginning perception before i go into anything else of of monogamy Mm -hmm. that it was the only option and that Mm -hmm. there's nothing else out there and that it's almost as if like you want to I don't know, possess someone or you Mm. want for that person to be your one and only. And looking back, even, you know, the languaging, Mm. do you want to be mine, right? Um, Or this Mm. is, you know, just the languaging behind it. But I don't know, I... Monogamy is something very normal to me. Right. Right? I find myself in it. I identify with wanting to okay, this is my only partner for life. And I, you mm. know, there's a sense of comfort around it. <laughs> ain't, ain't no comfort yeah. for me in that statement. It actually makes my skin crawl. I know, bit. I know we're opposites. 
person for, for life. For life. <laughs> I don't know about that. For today. You're tie your entire <laughs> life with this person. My person for this week. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much. I can't with you. So, but me, yeah, it, it was always like the ideal. Like, mm. for me, like seeing my parents and seeing people around me and how, see, even on TV or even on like anything in regards to like social media, that was always what, that is what I want. Right? That is what is normal mm. to me. That is my reality. Yeah. Because it was so publicized and normalized. Mm-hmm. I and thought socialized. I thought it was what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember even at the beginning of dating, you know, it was always about finding that person, finding that person, You're finding one that and person. Only. And then finding that person or finding a person and then... I would almost instantly become dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it didn't even have to do with the person. Because for me, one, do you think? for me, I don't, in terms of, like, I'm someone who values my independence and autonomy a lot. A, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I want to have creative control. I want to have all the types of control that you can have. That I can have. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work in a relationship because. It's a sh- It's a partnership, right? So it's the 50, other person 50. has to have a say in, in whatever happens, and they, you know, they need to be considered as well. I think one of the biggest challenges for me throughout um, monogamy itself has been having needs, particularly related to how the other person is leading their own lives. So, for example, with one of my partners, is what it was, you know, I need you to be more supportive with me in times where I'm having difficulty. Because I said he had difficulty. Oh, that's what they were requesting from you. No, that's what I was requesting from, from them. them. Okay. I think for me, when I, I, my expectations are not out of reach. But when I do have expectations, if they are not met within a certain time limit, I get discouraged. Mm-hmm. And... Even when it comes to small things. So I, I, I had asked him, like, could you be more supportive? And every time we would have an emotional conversation, he would literally shut down. Right. Like, he didn't speak. And, and right now I'm saying that, given his family of origin, it would make sense that he would shut down in that moment where maybe he felt uh, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in those moments, I'm like, well, you shutting out is me feeling rejected now. And I don't, I don't want to talk to you anymore about what mm-hmm. my needs are. So in that relationship, I was deeply unhappy. You wouldn't. Would you have seen yourself like waiting for that person to get to a place where they don't shut down, or you know maybe guiding them towards counseling or guiding them towards like a journey of self exploration? Like, do you have the patience for that? Because that could take years for them to come to a point. For him, I Mm -hmm. there was there were other things. Okay, like he was also the only thing. Yeah, he he was also quite superficial mm-hmm. in nature. So whenever we would talk about like our future goals, primarily surrounded how we were going to look if we met our f- fitness goals of the future. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just like, okay, like this is fine, but I know you don't. You, you're wanting to look this way so that other people perceive you a certain way, and I don't think. I could live a life based on how other people see me. 
Okay, because you have you have so many things you're trying to do. So many deeper things. So I feel like fitness is in it, but it's not one of you know finances yeah. is much bigger. Education is much bigger. Yeah. Right. So just so. in terms of beliefs and values. Yeah, beliefs, values, but also trajectory of life. He right. is a very he was a very homebody. Wanted to stay in the same place for a long time, mm-hmm. and but I think it was more the fact that. He didn't see himself traveling. No, he saw himself traveling. Like, outside of... It was more so his comfort with what's familiar Mm. and wanting to be in that space. Right. Um, But, yeah, every time I found myself in a monogamous situation, I found myself deeply unhappy because... Some might argue that you didn't give it time, though. I... I don't know. Do you I want think... to give... That's a thing. Do you want to... Would you want to give it time, though? We're talking about more than just a couple of weeks, like months, if not years. My issue is that when I do end up in a relationship, mm-hmm. I invest my entire being. Yeah. I start to put aside my own things, school, work, all the duties I need to do in order to spend time, tend to, think about be mm. with that person like Health, it was to, it was to the support. point where mm. i was like neglecting a lot of my school stuff uh around that mm. relationship and i'd wait till it built up and i got overwhelmed and it became this whole crying thing okay. and then i would get myself back on track so i actually spent quite a bit of work and time in my relationships is it um, the one that you helped them do their cv oh yeah their cv mm-hmm. their everything mm-hmm. try to apply for jobs for them and so I put a lot of myself into it and I start to not neglect myself. Yeah, I start to yourself. neglect myself. So I think that's my problem in relationships mm-hmm. is that I put so much in the other person's cup that I don't put enough in mine. Right. And I end up resentful because I'm like, these are not things I should have to do for you. You should have to handle this yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need me like kind of like as a crutch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that gets frustrating. And, but what... Okay, so where are you now in your journey with monogamy? <laughs> I, I do not currently have a relationship with monogamy. Okay. Um, monogamy I, has exited the chat. Yeah, logged off. I actually, as of yesterday, started to think about it. And I think I'm going to actively practice solo polyamory. Mm-hmm. So, Can you explain what that means? Solo polyamory. Can you explain what polyamory means? Because some people might not. Polyamory is just broken. It just means multiple loves. Mm -hmm. So when people practice polyamory, it looks different for them. Right. So there are many different types of polyamory. There's hierarchical polyamory, which is about having primaries and secondaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Primary being someone that you live with, join finances with, commit to. Secondary being a person you have a connection with and don't do that stuff with. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's solo polyamory where, um, which is what resonates more with me, which is where independence and autonomy are actually at the forefront. The, at the forefront. So I'm actually my own primary partner mm. and anyone else is secondary. So I don't commit to anyone. I don't make lifelong commitments. I don't right. join finances, buy a home, have children with them. But I am still able to form relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I love this very much because as of recently, I realized 
I want to live with my sister. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely like my sister yeah. a lot. And I want to share a space with her. Mm-hmm. But I know if I was monogamous, yeah, my partner would probably be like, well, your sister probably needs somewhere else to live. You know what I mean? Because this is our house. And... The, the possession thing. Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. I, you don't I, like that. I you, don't like that. It makes your skin crawl. It does because, you know, this is a, like a, just like a quick diversion, but people lose things when they separate. Yeah. Imagine having our yeah. home, our car, our this, and then. And there's legal implications, implications to all of that. All and of I, I don't, knowing that I haven't been able to see most relationships through because of things that come up over time if i were to get married to someone i wouldn't necessarily like i would hope it would last forever but i would always be wary of okay if this ends what then happens to me and Mm -hmm. my things that i worked for because i worked so hard what is it that you're telling me the other day about being on um, instagram oh my gosh i was on (laughs) instagram and i saw something about uh, some celebrities Mm-hmm. Uh, some celebrity who owes his wife a certain amount, maybe it was like 20K a month for spousal support. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't get into a relationship where I know I may have to support the person after if we do end. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's just like really my earnings, the things I worked for, the things I like blood, sweat and tears mm-hmm. and sleep deprived. And then you get that. Right, because I have to support you because you make less than me? Mm-hmm. Not nah, that that does not work for but me. There's the element that like we started in it together and maybe in a way this person influenced where you got to. Like maybe they helped you pay for example this desk, maybe they helped you fund this laptop and so they were part of your journey to becoming that person and they could get their cut of what they contributed but to have me support them for life Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? I don't even think you like the idea of giving them their cut of what they contributed. Like example, I Bill could do Gates, that. His wife is taking sixty-five billion of his money. Did she contribute to that? Because they were married without a. But did she contribute to that? I think in terms of the charity, yes, but not in terms of like the company. I don't believe so. I think she has parts of the shares, but. Mm. So I would be comfortable with giving the person what they contributed. What I would feel uncomfortable with is, oh, now you're supporting this person for life because you make, because they make less than you. Is that alimony? You wouldn't feel comfortable with giving payments every no. month. But would you feel comfortable with like, okay, let's say if you made a million and they're like, okay, because you married this person 20 years ago, now you give them half of that. No. See, that's what I'm telling This is why monogamy you. doesn't work for me. Then. This is why monogamy doesn't work for me. But do you see I guess, how it, it? Yeah, but it's like you're saying that yes, getting a house by yourself is gonna be difficult. Yes, raising a kid by yourself is gonna be difficult. But you ra- rather do it that way because then it's independent and it's autonomous, and you know that you can handle these things. It's not that I want to do these things alone. It's that I want to be the primary and only executive, like. When it comes to me getting a home, yes, I'll get the home, mm-hmm. but I would love to like live with my sister, have her pay a little rent. Maybe right. if a friend needs a place to stay, stay have there. a room for them, but have them pay a little rent. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of mentioned like about that. community. 
yeah, community is very important to me still, mm -hmm. just not partnership. Like, even when it comes to raising a child, I'm not going to do that by myself, technically. I have my sister. I have some friends. Right. I have my grandmother. I have Your my cousin. Family. I have my parents. Yeah. I have so many people to help me out in that process, and it's not me depending on one other person to but be that support. A Haitian grandma will take care of a baby. Exactly. <laughs> I could just drop the baby off and pick them up when, I, when they're 18, when mm -hmm. they're cooked and ready for life. But that's what I'm the, saying, though. Like, I think that the solo polyamory the just mm -hmm. gives me that... It gives me a freedom that I have never experienced in monogamy because it's like as soon as I always, like, decided to commit to each partner, that's when things would come up for me. Oh, I noticed this about their personality. Oh, their mm -hmm. family's a little racist. Oh, they oh, don't want to work here. One. Oh, they have difficulty supporting themselves oh, in they terms have of no fiscal responsibility. Yeah. Like, no. Oh, they said something and it's not true? Oh, yeah, things come up. Or they said something that's, like, kind of racist, but they don't even notice that it's racist. So, it's like, oh, their personality is this way. Oh, they're actually, like, really depressed. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so... Things always come up, and I'm always being in this place where I'm like, and I even dated someone once where I wasn't fully attracted to them. Imagine that. So I think solo polyamory for me is like, I got myself and anything else. Mm -hmm. It's not that it lacks meaning or lacks depth in terms of the type of relationship. It's just that it's secondary. But I could just enjoy it without having to worry about mm -hmm. all these long-term commitments or how much money you're going to I don't have to ask those deep questions. I could ask deeper questions like, you know, what do you find meaningful? Mm -hmm. But I don't have to ask, okay, so let's, what talk, are your finances like? let's talk about your finances because we're going to have to enjoy them together, that type of thing. Yeah. So I don't have to engage in that conversation. And to me, mm -hmm. that is so peaceful. Yeah. To me, I, to me, it's... It, to me, it's like you're at one end and I'm at the complete opposite end. True. But, and that's okay. True. What do you like most about monogamy? But I like the security. I like, I don't know, it, the, the comfort. I like knowing that we're going to take on some things together. Um, so to me, it's I, I guess it's less scary. Um, like buying a house mm. with someone. I, I like... I don't know, just, I feel like a sense of identity with this person. Mm. Um, and I, it's what I'm very much used to. And I don't, to me, poly, polyamory is kind of like threatening. Mm. Like having someone else in a relationship to me is threatening. Right. Mm. But I'm like, does it say more about me than it does about the concept, right? That I, maybe I have some shortcomings in terms of self-esteem because if you're going to be in a you know polyamorous relationship with anyone you need to be a one with yourself mm. because i feel like it's gonna it's gonna show up in some way if you become jealous you know or if you're not able to fully let go and trust um mm -hmm. so yeah it's very much what i'm used to but like i, I can't sit here and say like you shouldn't do this or whatever because it's like this is your life you know mm -hmm. what i mean you need to do what is it is that is like in your heart what works what works for you i can't sit right. here and judge you and i think when it comes to polyamory like people do get jealous jealousy is such a normal human emotion it's just the more about how it's how it's managed mm -hmm. and i think that it's allowed for way more com communication about expectations but it's also allowed me i find mm -hmm. to just be in that moment with that person at that time doing what we're doing without 
any worrying about, okay, the future this, the future that. And it's so peaceful. So, because I remember, like, again, a lot of relationships, it's like that build up too. So, okay, we're spending a lot yeah. of time together. Where is this going? We're, we're, yeah, we're getting to know each other. What are we? What are we? And then once mm-hmm. you get to that, it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing with our Always future? a sense of urgency. Futures, finances, like children. I need to meet your family. I need to do this. And it, with polyamory, I've met people and I'm like, Keep that message. <laughs> I just get to see you and meet you as you are right now. Mm-hmm. With all your strengths, weaknesses, flaws, interests, passions, hobbies. And I could just enjoy this right mm-hmm. now. And I may not see you in the future. Maybe this is the one time I'll see you. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one of a few short times I'll spend time with you. Mm-hmm. But I will enjoy that for what it is in this moment right now right but do you think in a way like it also like you don't have to deal with hardships no i don't think so like with polyamory and stuff like people are disappointing generally Mm -hmm. that's how people be people be by nature a little disappointing Mm -hmm. even if you don't think you're disappointing you're probably disappointing to yeah. Right now you're probably <laughs> that I know I've been disappointing to people too. I That's stay fine. disappointing people. So hardships come still so I, I think one of the biggest hardship is knowing to maintain that expectation. Like you may meet someone you really, 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 really like. Right. And you know that it's not a situation where you're gonna have commitment with them, but you may find yourself like Worried about when they're going to text you, worrying about all these other Mm -hmm. things, worrying about the relational things because you're human. But that's the extent of the hardships I've dealt with because I I, I think it took many years of processing and actually many years of monogamous relationships to teach me that Mm -hmm. I'm not monogamous. Right. I meant like in terms of hardships, like you don't have to be there if someone is going through something difficult, if they're your secondary partner. Like, if they're um, going through, like, if they lost their job, or... It, it, I feel like it wouldn't be the same if it's, like, a monogamous relationship where that thing is constantly in your face about what the other person is going through. Hmm. Would I you think, say so? I wouldn't say so. I think polyamory is about respecting relationships with people. Mm-hmm. It's, like, an ethical non-monogamy is about forming meaningful connections with people a lot of people think it's you know primarily sexual and that's what open relationships are Mm -hmm. let's open our relationships to sleep with people for polyamory you could choose the extent to which you could choose the depth so if someone is my secondary i could still love and care for them the same way i would for someone i'm married to or monogamous with Mm-hmm. And it's about being that support for that person as that at that time as they're going through that thing. Right. And it's okay to be that in their world. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Um, but also, it's part of the respect piece. Like, if you see a friend struggling, you're not going to leave them stranded. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of the same thing. I think oftentimes yeah. when people think of, like, secondaries... They think of someone who's not as important because mm-hmm. they're not first. And that's not necessarily true. It just means that in terms of lifetime commitment and certain decisions, 
you wouldn't mate that with those person, but it doesn't mean you treat them with any less love, care, care. or respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it that you deal with um, judgment? Because thinking about it, people don't judge people that are monogamous, even in situations that are really bad for them. Mm-hmm. Like when a partner is straight out cheating on them or right. abuse, like if they're abusive, people don't, you know, but when it comes to polyamory, mm. there is a judgment there. Have you interacted with that at all? Like in your, you know, relationships, mm. like judgment? judgment from like from people from the outside or judgment from like, if you do disclose to someone, your situation mm-hmm. are they like oh what is that about like what how is that usually received mm-hmm. is that something that you see up front i i think generally people are very misinformed about polyamory okay. so whenever you know the conversation comes up i think they think in their minds polyamory is about remaining um casual mm. it, to them it's synonymous to being casual like just okay, so let's let's say you have a primary and I'm secondary. Oh, so that just means you sleep with me and that's it. That's mm-hmm. like that's the way that they yeah function and operate. A lot of people, um, so misunderstandings happen a lot. So you just have to communicate with them and talk to them about it. Um, but I think that you know, especially when it comes to knowing what the social script is for relationships, right. well, the established social social script um boy meets girl they fall in love they right. get married have children that type of thing a lot i find that a lot of men actually find it's threatening what? where it's like polyamory yeah in, in my experience where it's like oh i can't have you fully mm. then i don't know okay because we can't get to that place of having that monogamous relationship and mm-hmm. knowing that you are not going to be mine or with me mm-hmm. that's really interesting that you've experienced that because you would think mm. that men would be like oh i'm i'm down for this because it means that i don't have to commit to you maybe people like commitment then no i i've met that side of the camp too mm-hmm. but in terms of the other side of the camp when because i think in polyamorous relationships like i said before because there's a lot of love care and respect there could also be quite a bit of intimacy. Right. Like emotional, physical, whatever that is. Psychological, yeah. Yeah, psychological. So you get really close with the person and it's like, oh, I have all these feelings, Mm. but I can't have you in a specific way in my life. So they find it hard to put two and two together Mm -hmm. in that way. But I'm like, well, I got me, so. Men's be lost. Men's be lost. Per huge. But yeah, I think... Yeah, polyamory speaks to me, I believe. Mm, it's where you are right now. Do you think you'd ever go to monogamy? I thought about it, like, honestly, like, realistically. But this, right, but this idea that you've said, it's something that you said in second year. Of, of undergrad? What yeah. was that, like, five, six years ago? Yeah, but your languaging yeah. wasn't as developed. Yeah. But you were like, ah, I just want my kid and my house and my life. And that's it. And we were like, what? What do you mean? Da, da, da. Mm. And you didn't have the languaging like you do today, but the idea is the same. Yeah. And would I ever switch to monogamy? I. It is highly unlikely. Mm. It is highly unlikely, to be quite honest. And I think right. it's because 
I, again, I've experienced so many relationships already. Mm -hmm. So many monogamous relationships. And I always become deeply dissatisfied. But relationships are dissatisfying at times. This, you know? No, I become deeply dissatisfied at another level. This okay. isn't just, oh, this is, oh, we're having a difficulty. We need to work on this. It's just more of like, oh, like, I have to be yours forever. Like, I can't, like, flirt with or look at other people. Mm -hmm. Like, your genitalia is the last genitalia you want me to touch for the rest of my life. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about exploring polyamory? Before I get to that, mm -hmm. I got a quick flash. Of something I experienced. So I went to LA by myself in 2019. But you were living it up. Yo. Yo. And I had met. And this is like the freedom of polyamory. Because I was single at that time. Mm -hmm. And I had met uh, a guy on my trip there. And we actually connected really, really well. And I enjoyed that connection. And I allowed myself to be present fully for that connection. And we actually still keep in touch two years later. Really? Yeah. So we check in from time to time. So we still think about each other. Like, it's it's super cool just the reach you can have. Mm -hmm. But also knowing that it's not like we're saying I love you and stuff over, right. over message. It's just more so like, hey, how are you? I've been wondering about you. I've been thinking about you. Okay. You know, that type of thing. So it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would I give someone stepping into polyamory? Um, like thinking about, you know, stepping into this. I think with any lifestyle, you need to sit with yourself mm -hmm. and think about when it comes to life in general, what do you find important? Mm -hmm. For right. me, independence and autonomy have always been, always, always been my top values mm -hmm. to the point where it tends to always override connection. If yeah. I could choose to do things my way or do things together with someone else, mm -hmm. I'm always going to choose my way. And it's okay that I respect that for me. And I think because, you know, with the business, like with my art stuff, with mm -hmm. how I envision my space aesthetically, because I have those mapped out in such a specific way, mm -hmm. I would find that the idea of someone coming in and us having to rework something is actually a bit intrusive, and I feel very <clears throat> uncomfortable with that. Okay. So thinking about what it is that you find important. Like your your values, your mm. beliefs, the way that you see your life. Right. Also knowing what can you compromise on and what's non-compromisable. Mm -hmm. So you need to know yourself very well, is what I'm understanding. Or... You need to be open to learning about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're wanting to try it, you could try it. I, I think there is a book by someone, I forget what it's called, something about how to be an ethical slut or something like that <laughs> on Amazon. That's what the title of the book is called. But it's really good because it outlines kind of the foundations and the principles of polyamory um, or ethical non-monogamy in right. that it it highlights you know how to be respectful how to communicate how to be honest 
within that context. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes polyamory is actually more advanced in terms of the types of conversations that are being it's had. It's forcing you to have these conversations. Exactly. You because you don't have you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Like self disclosure, like openness, like yeah. those are such big values. And I think sometimes monogamous relationships, even though people are like, oh like you know, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people are oftentimes reluctant to tell their partners the truth mm-hmm. to not hurt them. Of course. So it's like with polyamory, at least there's that sense of, well, I have to tell you whether you want to hear it or not. Because mm-hmm. I have so. to disclose this. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that we can work with whatever this disclosure is. Mm-hmm. So, And I feel like also if polyamory isn't for you, that's not bad as well. Oh, yeah. Like, but don't force yourself into something that, that doesn't work for you, mm-hmm. you know? Because that there's suffering and, and pain in that too. You there know, is. If you're someone who's possessive and if you're someone who just, you just want one partner, right? May, if that's you, that's you. You can't force yourself into something else and then you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And so you need be to be resentful. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely something to think about, whatever works for you. And the thing is, Mm -hmm. you may find yourself at different places, different times in your life. Maybe you start off polyamorous and then find that person and become monogamous. Like these things, there's fluidity to how things move in this universe. And it's okay to change your mind. Mm. It's okay to want to try something new. It's okay to want to explore us as human beings, we're so dynamic and there's so many complexities and layers, but allowing ourselves to experience different things is also not a bad thing. Yeah. So, uh, I think, what, what would be the reflection question of the day? Mm-hmm. What misconceptions have you, I don't know, grown to think about polyamory mm-hmm. and in what ways were they true or untrue? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions. I would also ask, um, add the question of, you know, are you primarily monogamous or polyamorous? Mm-hmm. And depending on which one you do choose, what values right. are underlying that decision for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good conversation today. And with that, we leave you with... Bleh.